You're listening to Pagan Mom Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining me today, and this is a podcast where you can come to indulge in various topics regarding paganism in our modern world, merging present and past. Be sure never to miss an episode by subscribing if you feel so inclined. I'd be very grateful. Thank you. Now let's get on with it. Hey all you beautiful souls, Velkomna. This is your host, Pagan Mom, the Modern Vala. I'm back from my little mini vacation and I have had a really good and relaxed time. Although I did find it a little difficult to stay away from making episodes, so I have cheated a little and prepared for this episode, but also a few other projects that are soon to be revealed. So stay tuned for that. And also I have made some changes too, so make sure to stay to the end of the episode to know what that change is about. So now, let's get into it, shall we? In this episode, I want to clear up some very common misconceptions regarding matrons and patrons. In my previous episodes, I have touched on these misconceptions a couple of times, but I just thought I wanted to be very clear with certain things regarding that that I think is important to mention so that people, and especially new Norse pagans, won't be misguided or misinformed about. And also, this episode is also sort of a response to a video about patron deities as a YouTuber named Nuos Magic and Beliefs has made. I find that he has very healthy views and things to say about loads of stuff regarding this topic. And I haven't watched a whole lot more of his videos, I've only watched two of them. And I have never seen him on YouTube before, before now, recently actually. And he's Norwegian, I think. And I love their language, by the way. They always sound so happy all the time. Love it. Anyways, I'm not doing this response video to roast him. Quite the contrary. I do it to compliment him. Although I do have some little things I want to roast him a little bit for though. But I'm very grateful that there's more people out there than just me and very few others that are brave enough to actually speak out on these things in order to repair the damage that has been done due to the spreading of misunderstandings. Although if he ever makes a video I feel I want to roast him for, I do that. But this video I actually really agree with mostly and I have touched on these things in my podcast before. But as I saw this video I just wanted to come on here and really amplify that and also I really needed this subject to have its own episode since it's so important in my opinion and there's just so much to say about this all. So here we go. I want to begin with saying that I have made it clear in the past that there are some differences between basic pagans and practitioners of the craft, for example. Because what I often see, unfortunately, is that basic pagans often tend to believe that they should also do the same things as we as practitioners of the craft do, for example. And I think that's due to people having just misunderstood these things in the past when they search for pagan information and such on the internet. Like on YouTube, for example. And unfortunately, most YouTubers doesn't make it really clear that there are certain differences between the two. So that's what I want to do now. I want to be totally clear about this all. And due to that, certain things has just continued being misunderstood through the years. And now people think it's like standard to be like us Valas or Vitkis to be able to walk a pagan path. And that, my friends, is only a misconception. And so it's definitely time to raise these discussions because it's important to really talk about this all so these misconceptions of it all can stop. 
So with that said, I want you guys to be aware of that fact that some of the content in my podcast can sometimes be more directed specifically towards fellow practitioners of the craft, but most of the content are directed for anyone really. I for one am going to be very clear in all my episodes of what is more directed to whom so that these things won't be mixed up furthermore. And I honestly think that more podcasters and YouTubers should do the same so that we can help to make it right together, to restore the balance and erase all these different misconceptions that has been created with the years. I have also stated in my episodes before that basic pagans shouldn't really deal with things that they don't understand, because it can actually be quite dangerous in certain ways, and there's also certain people calling themselves a practitioner of the craft that doesn't always know what they're doing either. Just take a look on YouTube or TikTok for example. There's loads of people thinking they know what they're doing and what they're dealing with, but it's so very clear that most of them actually don't have a clue, and that is also potentially dangerous. And I have said it before in one of my first episodes, but I'm going to say it again, peeps. I urge all of you who listens to this podcast to be critical of things you see or hear on YouTube, on TikTok or in podcasts because of this. It's super important for you guys to look at all of us who are out here in the media with that critical lens. Don't just take what I say or what others say as facts, rules or whatever. All of us are merely guides in one way or another, but it's really up to you yourself of what you think is right or not with some common sense. And I am happy to see that also this Norwegian guy recently has mentioned this in his recent video too. Perhaps you heard it from me or perhaps we just think alike. But either way, I'm happy he mentioned this also. Because the more people that are saying this, the better. And perhaps people will open their eyes a bit more because of it. What doesn't make me so happy though on the speak of that is when people, and more specifically certain YouTubers, intentionally take from me, but do not acknowledge me. But I guess it's for the greater good, so I won't pout too much about it. It also feels as good compliments in a way too, but it would still be kind of nice to at least be acknowledged. And I have stayed silent for so long now because I just didn't want to be bitching about it. This podcast is not made for that sort of things and I normally don't care for this, but it has unfortunately come to a point now where I think it kind of has to be brought to light because it has just become too much now in my opinion. And to you people that it concerns, I know you're listening and I'm honored that you find my thoughts and knowledge valuable. But please, just be respectful is all I ask. And on the speak of that, a big fat thank you Sam and Anthony on the Two Pagans and podcast for mentioning this too in your latest episode. I really appreciate that you put this into the light guys. It truly warms my heart. So a very warm thank you to both of you. But anyhow, enough ranting. <laughs> the other reason for why I want to make a response video to this Norwegian guy is that I want to dig a little deeper on some smaller things in order to inform you guys. And I thought it could be interesting for both of us and for people who listen to us too to lift those things up. So first of all, the Norwegian guy talks about what history says about people like me, although he doesn't mention Valas per se, but he does talk about priests and priestesses such as Gudjas and Godes for example. So some things applies anyways. We don't actually know a whole lot about how people practiced in that time. Some information we do have as for now, and he mentioned all that. But important here to remember is, we're not old Vikings. We're modern people living in a modern world. We've changed. Our views and way of life changed. So has our spirituality and our ways of practice as a whole changed. 
I also want to point out here that you guys shouldn't forget one more very important thing, and that is that the deities and entities also predates the Viking Age. They are so much older than that, and we shouldn't limit our practice of this faith by only referencing to the Viking Age. I have mentioned this before, but still, I think it's good to also repeat. Anyways, how we practice our faith today is naturally different from how they did back then. With time, change come, for better or for worse, but change is inevitable. And as long as we honor our past, I don't see why there would be sort of a resistance to the changes in how we practice. I mean, as long as it doesn't go all cray-cray, obviously. But you guys know what I mean, right? But what I want to say is that as long as we as pagans and practitioners actually understand and have the knowledge of how these things work, we can modify some things and modernize it to a certain extent. But the knowledge and understanding of why you do certain things in a certain way must be there first as a base. And in some ways, what we find in history can give us some small bits of knowledge of that base. It's kind of like baking, for example. You have a base recipe and it tells you in the recipe why you should do certain things to get the wanted results for the cake. And when you have practiced that, you can then venture out and modify and modernize it and make your own out of that base recipe. And it's kind of the same with the practice, for example. But anyway, how we choose to practice our faith today in this modern time we're living in is really up to us and with the guidance of the deities. We shouldn't compare to the bone how the Vikings lived so many years ago and how they practiced their faith. But we should of course always respect the old ways and we could of course compare, take inspiration and knowledge from it. But who says we're supposed to fully copy their ways? We're actually not even able to. Some things we are left to figure out for ourselves as we should anyways, in a way. Now, let's get to the juiciness of this response episode and let's talk about the terms matron and patron deities that he reacted so strongly about. <laughs> and that's also his main topic in the video. And I mean his right to react, sorta, because yes, these terms matron and patron most likely comes from Wicca, from what I can find information-wise. However, it is very common though that modern pagans today uses these terms as well, in lack of better terms to be frank. I myself have never been into Wicca and even so I use these terms because I just don't have better terms for it right now. So if you have some suggestions dude, I'm all ears. <laughs> However, it's actually very rare to have a matron or patron, which I have stated in the past, and I even mentioned it recently in my Unpopular Opinions episode, for example, and the Norwegian guy also has this opinion as he stated in his video. Now, I don't know if you heard my episode before he made his video, or if we actually just think alike regarding this too, but either way, it's good. The timing was on point though. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, it does however show that at least one person seems to understand this in the YouTube community so far. So, yay! Because <laughs> I haven't seen any of the others really say this before. And I too have seen so many people on different discords, on Facebook and YouTubers talking about how to find their matron and patron as if it is something that is so common and a must-have. And I've also seen people talking about picking and choosing them like their chocolate bonbons in a candy store or something, the first thing they do when entering a pagan path. I love chocolate bonbons, by the way. <laughs> Anyhow. 
It is indeed very disrespectful to come in and pick and choose deity as a matron patron like that just because you're entering a pagan path. It doesn't work like that. But I will add quickly though that it is however actually very possible for a new person to enter the faith with the guidance of a matron or patron. And even practitioners of the craft do this picking and choosing thing like I mentioned and dived deeper into in my unpopular opinions episode. So go listen to that one as well if you haven't already. So first of all, I want to say that the matron or patron chooses you if you're meant to have that sort of relationship with any of them. You actually don't choose yourself. Well, you do have a choice sometimes as to whether to answer the call or not, so to say. And I say sometimes for a good reason. (laughs) But that's another topic for another episode. And I have mentioned this before as well in my episodes. But to continue, those deities are most likely to have been with you and will continue to be so throughout your life, as my two has been. And I will continue devoting myself to those two the rest of my life, unless they actually tell me otherwise. I know it has happened to others, but it's rare that it happens, I would say. But it can happen due to a variety of reasons. So, I mean, it is indeed very possible to have and devote yourself to a matron or patron deity, but it's not something that the basic pagan ordinary does. Also, you can't just pick and choose a certain deity either to form this sort of relationship the first thing you do. Just because you decide you want to go pagan and you like a certain deity, it's something that reveals itself to you if that indeed is your path to walk. Whether you're already walking a pagan path or not, to be honest. Most pagans today think it's basically a requirement to have a patron to be able to walk a pagan path, but it's really not. It's rare. This I have also mentioned so many times before. So I do agree with him on this, and I'm again so thankful that he also has the courage to speak out about this also. And it's not something that you just do over a week or two. It's basically for a lifetime. And that deity can even follow your family for generations to come, as I explained in my matron patron Q&A. It takes a deep level of commitment. And indeed, it is very much to learn with and from the matron or patron, as he mentions. So yes, I agree with that too. But I also want to mention, though, that we as Valas are not limited to only having a connection or communication to only the matron or patron, as he seemed to sort of believe in his video. Because some of us, few but some, can however connect and communicate quite easily with other deities and entities as well, and sometimes form certain bonds with them too if that's wanted. It's however not something that every Vala or Gidja, for that matter, are able to do. However, just because you're able to connect and possibly form bonds to others doesn't make those deities a matron or patron though. That relationship with a matron or patron is very different. I just wanted to add that. However, some people do have two main deities at the most, like myself. And yes, there is a lot to learn and all. It is however few of us that do have two. And I have never heard anyone having more main deities than that. But the most common is to only have one. So when he talked about that, he wasn't too far off, to be honest. But the thing is, it's not right of him, though, to claim that we are only able to have just one, just because it says so in some history book. That is, it's just not really fair to say. And I know he may just go from what he finds historically. But as Avola myself, just let me inform you. And maybe it was like that back in the days with those particular people. And I fully understand that it's certainly not easy to know if he's not like us. But I'd recommend him to do some research on people like me before he kind of just disregards things out from what he finds in the history books. But that's like one of the reasons I created this pod, to spread information and awareness. 
Basic pagans are, however, in some cases able to get contact with the deities, though. If the deities themselves choose to either initiate it or to answer when you reach out. But it's more common, as he says in his video, to get connection to other entities. And that has to do with a row of things which I can explain shortly as vibration and frequency. The other entities is somewhat closer to what our vibration and frequency lies on, and therefore it's more easier to connect for the basic pagan to these beings. Also, the deities are very choosy when it comes to people they want to connect to and give, for example, guidance and knowledge to. According to sources from ancient times, it was only very few people who were considered to be connected to the deities and for different good reasons. And one good reason can for example be that ordinary basic people just didn't have the abilities or spiritual knowledge needed for communication with these energies. Take the Valas in the Viking Ages, for example. They weren't many either, according to the information that we have today. And in the future, maybe we'll know more about this. But as for now, this is what we can determine. But I will however say, and here's where him and I differ a little bit in our opinions, that now, in this time and age, more and more people are starting to get these so-called awakenings, which seem to include development of people's spiritual skills more and more. And that is due to the raised vibration that humanity as a whole is going through here right now. We are now entering a different frequency. So while I agree with his opinions about us being few, I'm not saying it's impossible for more people in this time and age to be able to connect to the deities or other entities just because it was only a very few in ancient times. The times have changed. Our very vibration is changing right now. And with that comes loads of changes spiritually too. However, not everyone is Avala, Vitki, Gude or Gudja or whatever terms there are out there. In all honesty, people in different media platforms need to stop this constant sugarcoating about everyone being able to connect and have these close relationships with a matron-patron deity. It's just not how it works. And I'm not a sugarcoater, so I'll just put things straight out. I'm sorry, but it's just how I roll. But yes, we are few as it seems right now. And the few of us are most likely serving as links between deities and people, as I have mentioned before in my episodes. I know I do at least, but I wouldn't be surprised if more are arising at this time very soon, or even has begun to do so somewhat. Also, there's absolutely nothing wrong if you don't have these abilities that people like us have. And it's not a requirement for a person to walk a pagan path, which so many seems to believe. If you believe in the old ones, that's enough. And the more people that are believing in the old ones, the stronger they get. But people seems to think that their beliefs always has to come with some kind of reward. And he mentioned this as well in his video. And I agree with that. So please, people, don't go around looking for or choosing your matron or patron the first thing you do on this path. It's very rare, and only few people on this earth actually do have true connection with the deities. And it is possible that more people are arising, but that doesn't mean that suddenly everyone would be getting matrons and patrons. And if it's meant that you will have a matron patron, then you'll know. But don't go around looking for it like crazy. Not everyone is meant to have one, as I said in the past. It's really just a bonus. All I want to say is that I trust the deities that I have had the honor to meet and being connected to. All I can do is follow their guidance and trust it. And I will always try to be at service to people like me or people not like me who also needs mine and the guidance of the old ones on their path in life. 
He also mentions that some people who are new to the path claims they have contact every day with their matron or patron deity and that it can be disrespectful due to the historical conclusions. Here I have something to say too though. When people claim to have contact every day with them, I can see why that could raise some brows. Even for me, it doesn't happen every day and it's not something that consumes my everyday life either. If it happens, it happens. People need to stop having these misconceptions and it all really derives from ego, I think. People want to feel special and sometimes they want to find easy ways of getting what they want with the help of magic and the deities as I gave a story of in my unpopular opinions episode. It's not healthy to have these expectations and views when walking a pagan path. Lastly, why are we so focused only on the past when it comes to this faith? Everyone always picks up the books and quotes how it was done in the past. It's indeed inspirational and good to learn, but we live a different life. The deities are still with us even in this time and age. And who says the deities themselves don't change their ways too with time? Just food for thought. So let's finish up here. Thank you Norse Magic and Beliefs for sharing your thoughts. It's good for thought for many people and beneficial. Keep up your good work. I have loads of respect for you and your opinions. Please feel free to reach out to me if you ever feel like you want to have some discussions or debates even. I think it would be super fun and beneficial for the people. Also, before I wrap this up, I want to make a little announcement. And that is that I have decided to delete my Patreon page. I created it in the first place because it was just basically standard by any podcaster or YouTuber to do so. And I thought long and hard if I were even gonna create it since I never really wanted it to be honest. But then my dear friends on the Two Pagans and podcast made one. So I then decided to create it in the end because I thought I might put up some different stuff on there like guided meditations and such but it never really felt right to be quite honest. Spirituality shouldn't evolve around money. And this is what I really always have felt. And I shouldn't have jumped on that train in the first place. I should have followed my own feelings about it. So I thought about this during the beginning of my vacay. And my decision was actually an easy one. I wanted it gone. Then I told Sam and Anthony that I had decided to remove my page. And they then decided to follow in my footsteps since we have the same views regarding that really. Money is hard to come by, and I don't want you guys to put those coins on me. I have a job already, and I'm not doing this as a job. This is my passion. I'm doing this to be there for you guys, guiding those who are seeking knowledge and inspiration. I'm there for those who seek the gods and goddesses and the entities of nature. I'm not here to make money from doing so. So I want to say one last thank you to my ever so faithful patrons Sam and Anthony as they have been on board my longship from the very start. And I'm so grateful for that. But may we long sail together on this longboat even without Patreon in the future. Also, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who listens and have subscribed to this podcast and sent me voice messages. And by all means, keep sending them. I love hearing from you guys. And when I look at the statistics, I am so amazed. I'm really so thankful. And it's really insane. I never would have imagined that so many people from so many different countries even would want to listen to what I have to say. I went in with a mindset that even if it was only one or two that listened, I'd be just as happy that I could be of use to them. And so far, I only have 10 episodes. Well, 11 with this one. And I mean, I'm just really thankful for all of you guys and may we all long sail together. 
And with that all said, it's time to wrap this episode up. And if you haven't subscribed already, don't forget to do so, so you won't miss out on the future episodes. And it also makes me very happy if you do decide to do so. Ha det gott everyone, kärlek till er alla.